My name is Little Red. You remember me. Of course you do. I'm sure you've heard this story a thousand times before, but I fear they may have told it all wrong. So why don't we start from the beginning? The morning of that day, there was blood on my hands, blood between my legs. The sun was a yellow circle of butter melting in the blue sky and red blood was smeared all over my fingers. I didn't know where it came from or why. I placed an old cloth there, hoping it would soak up the red. I hoped this wasn't a sign of some awful illness that would force me to spend my days in bed, weak and alone like my grandmother. Mother was calling me, so I ran down the wooden stairs to find her in the kitchen. Little Red, she said. I wonder for a moment if she remembered my real name. Mother gave me a basket with a slice of cake and a bottle of red wine inside it. She told me to take the basket to my grandmother on the other side of the forest and not to stop along the way. The forest was dark, with the path barely visible from my garden gate. Each tree was a great beast stretching up towards the sky. I didn't see the wolf when I first entered the forest. The awful beast had hidden behind a tree stump and I was too busy crouching down to eat the raspberries that grew along the path. I was foolish, but I wanted those bursting juices inside my mouth. It felt like pure magic trickling down my throat. Little Red, the wolf said. How do you know my name? His smile was so charming that I didn't notice how sharp his teeth were. I wonder now why I wasn't afraid of him. He asked about my lovely red cape, my pride and joy. I knew I looked beautiful because everyone in the town told me I did. When you grow up, all the boys will chase after you, they used to say. It always seemed so wonderful until that day. I told the wolf about my grandmother and how I was visiting her. When he asked me where the house was, I didn't stop to think. I just told him where to go, letting my secrets spill out like wine from an uncorked bottle. I may as well have drawn him a map marking my destination with an X. But his words were like honey dribbling golden all over my body. Haven't you seen the beautiful flowers that are blossoming in the woods? He said. Then there was blood on my hands again. At least it looked like blood. He told me where to find the best patch of raspberries and they were so ripe I couldn't stop myself from wandering off the path to find more. I knew my mother would have said I was a greedy little girl. She was not here to scold me. I picked and ate more and more, letting my hands become stained with dark purples and pinks. I was a greedy little girl and I kept on eating. I felt swollen, as though someone had sliced open my middle and filled my stomach with heavy stones. But I told myself I would soon be on my way to see my grandmother. Just one more berry, just one more moment in the glorious afternoon sun. 
What I didn't know was that the wolf was already inside my grandmother's house. He had already slipped through the doorway like a virus, ready to devour her whole. As I licked my lips, I didn't think about my grandmother lying sick and alone in her bed. She was expecting me, and I was letting her down. But I'm getting ahead of myself. I didn't know any of this when I entered the doorway. No, all I had was this sudden feeling that my grandmother's house had somehow changed. The buttery light of the day was seeping into darkness. I knocked on the door of my grandmother's room and she told me to come in. I opened the door to the sound of crackling fire. Then there it was again, that feeling. I had walked right into the belly of the beast, but I didn't know that yet. The heat of the fireplace was filling the room, prickling against my skin. I smiled at my grandmother and she didn't smile back. I should have known it then. Throw your dirty clothes onto the fireplace, my dear. She said, you cannot wear them anymore. Don't you join your grandmother in her bed? It's getting cold now and I'm terribly lonely. I stood frozen in the doorway near the fireplace. Then a single word escaped my lips. No. The moment I said it, my grandmother made the strangest of sounds. A growl. I felt bright yellow flames spitting in the fireplace behind me, warming the backs of my legs. Then my hand brushed up against the fire poker. Little red, snarled the wolf. The wolf was no longer in my grandmother's bed, but standing over me, a monstrosity of matted black fur, shining eyes and white teeth. I could feel the hot air of his breath on my neck. I could feel his paw reaching for my bare skin and the putrid stink of his hunger. His mouth opened wide and I could see inside it, an endless tunnel stretching towards nothingness. My hand gripped the fire poker. There was a sudden movement. A growl, a howl, a wet gurgle as the wolf fell to the floor. The fire poker pierced through his neck. There was blood on my hands and it leaked slowly onto the floorboards. That stain will never wash out. As I looked at his enormous swollen belly, I felt something sparking inside me. In the kitchen, my dirty red fingers fumbled to find a pair of scissors. I only needed to cut a few strokes into the wolf's fur to find my grandmother hiding inside. She crawled out of him, her eyes big, skin drenched. After that, I couldn't shake the feeling of his hot breath on my neck. The monster had wanted to consume my body, to tear me into shreds and suck me dry. Had I been too sweet? Too foolish? After all, I had lured him down the forest path. I had tempted him, and you should never ever tempt a beast. But I had seen my fingers shine with the wetness of his blood. I still see red sometimes. Now I sit by my bedroom window, searching for the blue.